0: Live from the historic Detroit Golf Club, home of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, it's the Spin on Golf Show presented by Rocket Mortgage. With your hosts, PGA Professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian.
1: Well, so glad you could join us on a Sunday night per usual here on 760 WJR. The gang's all here uh, you got the trio out at the DGC BC. Uh, Jordan Young, Mike Fay. I'm Sean Bellegian. So glad you could join us on a Sunday night. Fellas, how the heck are you?
2: Oh, great. Yeah, I'm good. I'm back from Vegas. Got a tan. Mike, how about you? You go get a tan.
3: Oh, I was working outside on my tan. Yeah. yeah. A little wind burn, I think, more you than You tan, tan or you burn?
2: A lot, a lot of green grass out there right now. Looks like there's been a little rain here locally, but uh, tell you what, the places were busy this weekend. I'll tell you that. You
1: okay. know, it was funny. I want to continue a conversation we were just having with Chris Renwick, uh, uh, of course, here on 760 WJR. In case you missed it, at the end of Sports Wrap, we were we were talking uh, uh, about the you know, look. It's Michigan. You know that the, that the weather's going to change, and it's not the first time that we're. Uh, scheduled to have some snow late in in April and everything. But it's so interesting because I, I don't remember a year, guys. This isn't an overstatement where it, things got green so fast this year. I mean, from the trees to the grass to everything. And, you know, the question came up, what is the snow going to do to some of the courses out there? And, and, you know, it'd be one thing if the snow came down and it was, you know, 29 degrees and everything. But the weather is going to be warm. The snow's going to melt quickly. It's probably going to affect the course like some rain is. I, I mean, is, is, is that, you know, a, a crazy thought? Because it's going to melt quickly. It's not going to be too bad, is it?
2: No, hopefully it kills all the dandelions. Yeah, that's exactly. for sure. Good but call. I'll tell you what, the snow will do nothing. And it might delay, you know, some tee times for 6, 8, 10 hours, whatever. But I still remember this. We played at Ohio State. Probably about ten years ago, and we were in uh, a big event there in the college tournament, and uh, it it hailed, and it hailed so bad. This event was so important to regionals, we had to use towels. The coaches and the players were using towels to push these pebbles off the greens, and this would happen. It was like a you know a sun shower, but this was a sun pebble fest of hail. And they were so big, they were like little small, you know, alleys. They were, you couldn't put, so you'd have to clear a line or wait f- three, four, five minutes for them to melt and then continue on because it was like this. It was going to be like 40 degrees, 42, 44 degrees, and this stuff would hit. Well, this went on, this went on like five times during the round. Delayed the round. We barely got it in, but it had to get in because so many teams were going to move on and need those results for for regionals to get into nationals.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to do much. Like Jordan said, it's the, the soil temperature is high enough now, Mike, that it is.
2: grass is growing. I
4: mean, the soil yeah, temperature yes. is probably over 50 degrees. Yeah. So I think we're beyond that. Like you said, if we it got down to 19 and snowed, mm. you might have some issues with – you know but i i don't think the plants going to be harmed at all no no
1: you know it's interesting i remember talking to you guys last year about what your ideal weather was and and correct me if i'm wrong uh, i i think it was unanimous across uh the board you you guys all wanted that nice hot day right is isn't that what if for a golfer you just want you know not scalding or anything like that but just a nice hot day is that is that the best way to say it yeah, Definitely you like that's hats?
4: I don't want I don't want to feel on the 14th hole that I feel like a two by four. I can't move. <laughs> I've stiffened up and I've drank 17 bottles of water. I can't get
2: loose. <laughs> it's the worst
4: feeling. In, like today, I played a few holes and I was like, uh, I can't move.
2: So, <laughs> you know, yeah. 65 in the morning going up to about 75, no wind and just just a nice soft sun.
5: Mm. That, How
2: about you,
1: Mike? Nice. A- anything in particular for you? I like no wind too. That's kind of fun to play in, <laughs> yeah, right? Like 15, yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. to
4: 20, overcast 85.
2: <laughs> nice and warm set. The ball goes far. Sean, Sean, what's your preference? Yeah.
1: What do you like? You know what? I, I Jordan, I I I love that fall day getting getting up in the morning and, and that nice fall day where you know, I'm not talking October where you can you can catch that, you know, it might be 40 degrees or something. But that 58 degree day and, you know, it's starting to change a little bit. That's something that that is always been really cool to me. You know, you still get to do and everything, but just that nice fall morning that that's 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 the one for me. It really the is.
2: smells are different in the fall because you have yep. got some yeah. leaves that are down and when it gets warm in the fall and, and those apples are on the ground and all that stuff starting to kind of. Shadow decompose, angles. but it smells good when it gets yeah, warm but the
4: out. Shadow angles are really low. Yeah, it is different. It's,
2: ooh, it's what bad. does it matter for you? They all go down in the hole anyway. What the hell? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what? What does it matter?
4: I like to go south. You know, it's better. Yeah, it's greener. <laughs> There's leaves on the trees. So. But it
2: was nice. It was a little chilly the last few days, but it was nice. The no window. The no courses wind were packed oh, the yeah, last
4: yeah. two days. I mean, yep. I mean, we're out there today. We had to quit because it's so packed, and I'm like. It's not real
2: warm out here in the range
4: at Fox Hills on both ends was more packed. Oh yeah. I'm like it's cold
1: and people are golfing.
2: Yep. Crazy. In yeah. shorts. Yeah, in shorts. In, in shorts. shorts. Awesome. Yeah. Shorts. I got four layers on. There was people there in shorts yeah. today.
1: I saw awesome, too. Well, we are going to talk about the RBC. I I'm, I'm sure you saw the putt by now. If you have not seen the putt, check us out on uh, StreamYard. We are we are going to show the putt. Of course, I'm talking about Kim's a uh, birdie that uh, wasn't a birdie; it was a par. I want to get certainly the pros' uh, take on that. Pretty cool story out of the LPGA as well. If you weren't aware, uh, Mike K made us all aware of that, or Mike Fakes made us all aware, uh, aware. Yeah, Mike K, sorry, <laughs> uh, made us all aware of that. And and we're gonna get into that. We also have a a special guest coming up on the show here tonight, Chip Graham, the executive director of the Ben. Hogan Foundation, uh, joining us at seven thirty. And one of the things that is a common theme on this show, and you can't help it when you guys are at a place like the DGC and you're talking about dealing with Rocket Mortgage, is the amount of giving back that golf does. And and certainly that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about with Chip Graham, the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation. I,
4: you know, again, I can't emphasize how much golf gives back and it's so much in the back of the room type atmosphere it's quiet and they're giving back more than i won't name other organizations sports organizations but they make sure they're on tv telling people how much they give back the pga tour and the other lpga tour they worked extremely hard to not let it be known where this is coming from sometimes it's really Really awesome.
2: PGA yeah. Tour surpasses three billion in all-time charitable givings this past year. Three That's billion,
1: unbelievable.
4: Since nineteen sixty-eight, well, I don't
2: have all those stats yet, but 72. I'll just go with the three billion. All right, <laughs> three billion's a lot. It's a lot. That's it's a, a lot. These a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So definitely one of the things we're going to be talking about, in in case you don't know, is you know, well, what what exactly is the Ben? Hogan Foundation and, you know, how are they helping people out and how are they helping the golf world out? So we will definitely uh, get into that as well. As I mentioned, got to talk about the RBC in case you missed it. Yes, Stuart Sink got it done. Uh, Shot a 70 today. I said kind of cruise control to the victory. Earns himself uh, nearly $1.3 million and $500. FedEx points as well. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Want to get these guys' take on the birdie that wasn't as well. So much to do before we get out of here on a Sunday night, but we're just getting started. So glad that you can join us wherever you may be. My name is Sean Bellegian. I'm in my office. Those guys are in their office at the Detroit Golf Club. So glad you could join us on a Sunday night right here on 760 WJR.
0: Welcome back to the Spin on Golf Show presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Now back to your hosts, PGA Professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian. So glad
1: you can join us wherever you may be. And, that, you know, obviously we're going to get the guys' thoughts on the RBC. But when I saw this yesterday, I thought of these three guys immediately. And I could not wait to talk to them, to get their take on this. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Siwoo Kim yesterday had a birdie putt that wasn't a birdie putt. Uh, we have it on Spin on Golf on Twitter, and we have it on our stream yard right now as we're taking a look at this cut. Uh, an amazing putt, uh, to say the very least, that sat right on top of the lip. And when I say right on top of the lip, I'll let the video speak for itself. If you're watching along with us now, if you're listening on 760 WJR, I'm telling you, it sat right <laughs> on top, and and then it sat, and it sat, and it sat over a minute long, and and it's funny to watch Kim and Matt Kuchar kind of both bend over, going, "It's moving, it's moving." It's moving. It's like that final scene in Caddyshack, and the ball just sat there and sat just, there and yeah, sat just there. The daddy
4: master was watching the ball. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
4: everybody else. laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: Ice Man. Uh, but you know
4: the, But you know what? I'd side with the players on this point. I mean, I guess, I guess you got two players that are obviously cautious about the rules, but there are also no. Uh, uh, Kuchu knows that rule, and hit a moving ball, you could be in, pe- in a penalty situation also. But then again, we have a time restraint here when the ball is on the lip.
2: So- well, he's got time to walk to his ball, and he, he made his way to the golf ball.
4: He's got 10 seconds.
2: And then once he gets there, he's got 10. Right. And it looks like this was, I didn't time it, but it looks like this was maybe another 40 to 60 seconds beyond that. Right. If the ball is still moving.
4: You can't touch it.
2: If the ball is still moving, you cannot play it. Right, you can't you can touch it. Well, penalty, right? you can. It's right. your choice. Yeah. Which I'm sure sometimes guys do not announce that it is moving, right? Right. But uh, so they're all looking at it, and then of course it falls in.
4: But he had a player right there looking at another player, so it's not his story; it's their story. So we have no, those four. People Kuchar didn't right care. There. He had a well. Right. Whatever. I mean, but he stuck up for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they gave him a penalty anyway, right, Sean? Yeah,
1: yep. <laughs> they did. It was Jordan, you're absolutely it was over a minute that it sat up there. Yeah, and it was funny because it, it was Kucher that was making more of an argument about it. it. He's going, guys, it was moving. What you know, what what's he supposed to do? The, the the ball's moving, and BC, you nailed it right away as we were watching the replay. You you started the clock, you said nine, eight, seven. It's 10 seconds. I'm intrigued to hear from you guys. Is this something that maybe they should revisit because clearly you can see the ball moving. Like you you guys all watched it the first time you saw the video, you could see the ball moving. Is this something that perhaps they could they could revisit or do you think this is one of those hard and fast golf rules?
4: Boy, I I don't know I mean this one-off situation it, it happens so infrequently that that ball would be moving on the lip it usually comes to rest or it goes in it, it really isn't that long
2: I think the 10 seconds is, is I think it, pure I think enough.
4: it's fine but the PGA Tour obviously didn't make a decision on his behalf or against him if there wasn't enough evidence for them to believe it um, I, I'm, but I'm hard pressed I'm, I'm hard to it's hard to believe that they went against the players.
2: I'm just tired of guys getting penalized after the fact, or from calling, yeah, or from exactly. video, and you know, it's like, come yeah, on! It did not on. change the course of the shot or the result. I mean, whether it's the guy brushing the sand in the bunker by like a pebble right. or a a wisping of the grass, and you know, it's like, come on! have a little
4: bit of equity here. Can I, can I come on side with the player once in a while here? Come on. Well, right. I mean, just common sense. I mean, Patrick Reed, come on.
2: Oh, did I say that out? Loud? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Man. Let's just hope DJ doesn't have any more issues this year from the past. <laughs> He's okay. Yeah, DJ's fine. <laughs> I want to know what he shoots seventy. Sink shoots seventy today. Right. What was this? What he had a, like a five shot lead going in today? Yeah, yeah. What? And he just puts it in neutral. It was I pretty mean, hard, it was hard to put
4: it neutral. You can't steer it around that golf course. I know, but like I, I mean, is that. is?
2: That's the yeah, best that's guy to probably try. have in that position, though, I Football
4: think. The ball start one yard right of center and coming
3: right back to center every shot. Yeah, every tracer Perfect. was kind of straight.
4: I wonder yeah. what his, his <laughs>
2: 70 was probably the 10th or 12th, well, maybe more. Probably 20th lowest round today.
4: Oh, gosh, yes. Even Stewie. Maybe more. It might be 30. Him. Yeah.
2: So it was just interesting, but he still wins by four.
4: I mean, it, hey, it, it, it's it's really hard to win on the PGA Tour going cruise control in the back nine.
2: Twenty-three I mean, uh, spots he moved up today. Stewie? No, Stuart Sink. Oh, wrong Stewie.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Right. It's Sorry. okay. I no, know he
3: went. He went sixty-three, sixty-three in the first two rounds. Well, yeah, that so helps too. <laughs> It kind of helps to be way ahead.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Morikawa was the only one that went over par there. Really, in the in the last group, and him, you know. But besides that, I mean, everybody else was one or four, three, two. Jordan,
1: to your question, I can't count the golfers right now, but uh, there were a ton of guys. I I would literally have to sit here and say it out loud as I'm looking at just today's. You had uh, a 65. You had a slew of 66, a slew of 67, uh, five, six, seven different 68s. Uh, and then you had a handful of sixty nines, and then and then Stuart Sink, of course, shot a seventy today. But it really was cruise control, guys. Is 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 he ended up winning by four strokes?
2: Twenty seven scores lower than seventy today. Wow! All he needed was seventy. He could have shot seventy six.
1: Yeah.
2: No, he could have uh, shot seventy 73. 73.
1: seventy three. Seventy shot seventy three. Yeah. yeah. That's more yeah. That's my, that's my
2: Canadian Park. math coming out there. <laughs> Um, you know, 100%. we pay more taxes there, right? So, but, anyways, yeah, man, could you win it with a how many shot lead, six shot lead on the PGA Tour?
4: I, I don't think I could win. But, oh, come um, on, you
3: could win, uh,
2: maybe
4: there, maybe not at a long golf course, but maybe there, maybe. Yes,
3: yeah, you can do it.
4: I, I think we could probably squeeze one
1: <laughs> guy's a, a guy that's almost 48 years old. He's going to be 48 years old in a month. Or, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm sorry. That that's that something as I've gotten older, uh, you know. So many people want to put us out to passion. It's like, whoa, time out here, time out here. This is a guy that can still get it done.
2: I thought he was going to say so many people are asking him to go play golf. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they aren't. <laughs> we know. His that's friends. okay.
2: That's okay. We'll ask you at some point okay, in bet? a few years.
5: All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you'll never ask again. But uh, no, right. no. Hey, listen. Uh, guys are taking care of themselves more today. That's one thing in, in in years gone by, you know, guys, let's face it. I mean, you just look at guys and, and fitness and taking care of yourself is, is is something that's so much more important today than it has in, in years gone by. And you're seeing guys continue to rack up the wins. Now, they Looking might not way. go win a major or anything right. like that. There's a reason why we hold Jack, you know, at, at age 46 at, at Augusta, up on a pedestal and everything. But guys like that, they're still going to win tournaments like this, boys. Yeah, if you look, he's
4: in the Tiger era. Agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, yep. he's in the Tiger era, so sure. he's a reflection of that fitness regime that started back when he was, what, he's three years older than Tiger? Two years older than Tiger. So Tiger was into that fitness stuff, 1920, 21. So he was 23, 24 playing the Hogan Tour back then. So he was, he was uh, uh, definitely... On the good side of it, he understood it. He saw the benefit of it by Tiger. So he can just call Tiger and say thank you. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
4: I mean, really, he, he was part of that generation that started that conversation of athletic fitness. And then all that we're teaching now with these kids, that conversation was started basically the beginning of the Tiger era. You know, it's not coincidental. Speaking
2: of Tiger, that, that news came out last week, 84 to 87 miles an hour. <sighs> no skid marks. That was breaking news. Yeah, no skid marks. That's that's pretty fast.
4: It's very fast. Yeah. yeah down a hill that's notable. But anyway, it's too bad because we might not but, see him play a, yeah. another
1: professional tournament again, which I'll, I'll really miss.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be
1: devastating. I, I mean that—that's the one thing. Like honestly, I don't know how many people have had that conversation. Because first things first, you—you know—you hear the story, and I—I'm just thinking, I hope the guy's all right. You know, I want—I want him to be there for his kids. I want him to yeah. you know grow old and everything. That's what we all want. And then BC, like you said, that reality hits, and you're like. Are we ever going to see him play golf again? And now that we know, look, he's he's on the road to recovery, and you know this isn't thank the good Lord a, a life threatening situation. Now the conversation is, are we ever going to see him again? And, yeah. and boy, oh boy, I mean, I with those injuries, guys, you know, I'll I'll let you talk about that. That that that's devastating. Let's be honest.
2: Well, it's good to see the other so many guys reaching out to him. I think who was it? Was it JT? who's who's been over to see him several times i'm sure some of the other guys have too i think that probably means more to him than than a lot and and hopefully his spirits are up and and he'll he'll come back and at least attempt to do something i guarantee he's going to come back and try something
4: yeah Oh,
2: whether whether it's going to work out or not that's another question but uh you know we definitely miss him right now yep for sure
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, uh, more on the RBC heritage. We're going to check in, as I mentioned, with um, the LPGA as well. But as promised, when we come back, really looking forward uh, to talking to this gentleman, Chip Graham, the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation, is going to join us. So many things. Uh, going on with the Ben Hogan Foundation, who better to talk to, than the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation. So glad that you can join us on a Sunday night. My name is Sean Belegian. The boys are all at the beautiful DGC. And you are listening to Spin on Golf right here on 760 WJR.
0: Don't go anywhere. Back for another round. It's the Spin on Golf Show. Presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Once again, your hosts, PGA professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian.
1: Well, so glad you could join us on a Sunday night spin on golf here on 760 WJR. As promised, really glad that this gentleman can join us as well. He is the executive of the Ben Hogan Foundation and some pretty cool news: The Ben Hogan Foundation is partnering with First Tee a Greater Detroit and our friend uh, Lawrence Burns, certainly a big friend of the station here, 760 WJR, and the Children's Foundation to host the Ben Hogan Classic. And kindly joining us, the Executive Director of the Ben Hogan Foundation. Let's welcome him in, uh, Mr. Chip Graham. And first of all, Chip, thank you so much for joining us here on Spin On Golf on 760 WJR.
5: How are you, sir? Doing great, doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: No, really appreciate you uh, joining us. And for the benefit of people out there uh, that, that maybe aren't familiar with, with you and, and what's going on with the Ben Hogan Foundation, Chip, if you can, uh, tell us a little bit about the Ben Hogan Foundation.
5: The Ben Hogan Foundation was started about 12 years ago. Uh, Robert at our CEO, and a few friends, Lisa Scott, the great niece of uh, Mr. Hogan, actually got together and uh, decided that they needed to celebrate the life of of Mr. Hogan. And uh, they started a foundation in Fort Worth to honor and enhance his legacy. Uh, And they do it with uh, certain scholarship programs. Obviously, the first T program uh, with scholarships, the Northern Texas PGA. We do scholarships with the mentoring scholarships we have with a local college where we pair students with mentors uh our award of perseverance scholarships with a local hospital that's uh in honor of mr hogan and in light of his accident uh in 1949 uh and that's it we've we we support youth character development and it's uh it's exciting to see the kids and the young kids grow Uh, and there's nothing better than the symmetry between mr hogan and the first t Uh, You know, everything that Mr. Hogan stood for from perseverance to integrity to honesty, it's everything the first he is about. And so we are uh, we're proud to do those things. And we know Mr. Hogan will be proud.
1: You know, it's interesting before you came on here today, Chip, one of the things that we've talked about on, on this show since I've been involved the last couple of years. I don't think that maybe the average human being outside of the world of golf understands how much the world of golf Gives back. It really is an amazing thing going on inside the world of golf. Can you speak on that for a moment?
5: Uh, it's it's incredible. It's uh, you know, if you look at every PGA Tour event, and every PGA Tour event uh is is has a charity a charitable component, and it's all about giving back to those communities and the uh, the kids and the programs and everything involved with golf and those events go straight to charity and and the in the connection with the people involved is, uh, is, is quite enormous.
1: Chip Graham, kindly joining us, the executive director of the Ben Hogan foundation. Uh, you know, Chip, if you, if you can tell us about this new partnership with first T greater Detroit and, and how this all came about.
5: Well, it was, uh, it's exciting. And, uh, a few years back, the Ben Hogan foundation, uh, worked with Oakland Hills, Uh, country club to celebrate their 100th anniversary and uh, we came down because Mr. Hogan of course had a presence there at Oakland Hills winning the 1951 U.S. Open which he felt was probably the greatest competitive round of golf that he has ever played Hmm. Uh, and once we got to to Oakland Hills uh, the people were amazing our host at Oakland Hills Mrs. Donna Bonk uh just went above and beyond and and helping us celebrate that legacy and we became friends and we built relationships and uh uh, mrs bonk and her husband traveled to fort worth uh spent some time with us uh actually came down and joined shady oaks country club she's been very involved uh, with our foundation and just learning about what we do with the first tee and uh she became a board member and we had some great ideas and we talked about it and she left town and uh, she went to work and, and Got in touch with Larry Burns and things happened and, and the, the Children's Foundation uh, took over the first tee of Greater Detroit and, and Larry came and visited us last week. I mean, last year, he came down and played in our Ben Hogan Invitational and got to know us as friends and, and uh, man, what a greater way to to find, to see if we can build a Ben Hogan Learning Center uh, for the first tee of Greater Detroit. We've got We've got one that we built a few years back and we're about to open our second one uh, here in Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Outstanding. You know, I, I can't help but notice how you have referred to him multiple times as Mr. Hogan. And, and, you know, if a guy deserves respect, I think Mr. Hogan certainly deserves respect, but, uh, a little birdie told me that you were Mr. Hogan's assistant golf professional not that long ago. Is that true, Chip?
5: Uh, I was one of many. Yes. I uh, when I left uh, when I left college, my first job was at Shady Oaks Country Club. And uh, back in 1989, joined the staff. And uh, there's a number of assistant pros that work there. But it was a uh, it it, it was an amazing position, amazing place uh, to grow up. Uh, and, And we call Mr. Hogan, Mr. Hogan, not because he demands it. And it's, it's because he earned it. And, you know, Mr. Hogan was the ultimate gentleman. And I didn't know Mr. Hogan in his competitive days of golf. We knew Mr. Hogan as a, as a grandfather. Uh, he was at the club. You know, I was around him for about the last seven years of his life. Uh, but he was the ultimate gentleman. And uh, everything he did, he did with respect and he did with honesty and he did with integrity. And when you surround yourself and you're around that type of greatness, it rubs off. And, and everyone called him Mr. Hogan, and he was uh, he was very gracious. He was uh, very pleasant uh, and just a great man to be around.
1: Do you have a favorite personal story being around Mr. Hogan? Because he, he, it's one of those names. You just hear the name Ben Hogan, and, oh, I mean, really, it's one of those names and a man that that certainly uh, commands the respect that, that you speak of. Uh, do you have a personal favorite story with Mr. Hogan?
5: You know, I've got – I've got a number of, of, of personal stories that are uh, that are amazing. And and as a young assistant professional, the best time to be around Mr. Hogan was when nobody else was around. You could actually have conversation. A lot of people didn't approach him. And of course, the club at Shady Oaks was very protective and it was his club to relax and, and go to. But there was a number of stories. And, and when I first got to Shady Oaks, Mr. Hogan loved dogs and just really cherished dogs. And there was two or three Two or three dogs. One of them, actually, Paul Harvey had a story about. Uh, and there were doggy doors in the pro shop, mm-hmm. and dogs came and went through the pro shop, and they would go through the they would go in the clubhouse, and they would go into the dining room. And uh, we had an old dog uh, later in life that became diabetic, and, and the members took care of it, and uh, followed Mister Hogan around, and followed a number of the staff around, and and I ended up giving it shots at the closing uh, closing the clubhouse and, and I looked, his name was Buster and I looked for Buster quite a bit. Uh, and it was really cool after about 30 minutes of searching the clubhouse for this dog that I was trying to give shots to before I left, I found him curled up in the chair at Mr. Hogan's table, sitting in the same chair that Mr. Hogan sits in every single day. (laughs) And, and, when you, when you love dogs and wherever you see those dogs, and all of a sudden you know that it's like, wow, this dog is sitting in Mr. Hogan's chair every single night, and that's where Buster slept. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Chip that's
1: Graham, cool. the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation, uh, kindly joining us here on Spin on Golf. Uh, what an amazing uh, honor it must be for you to now be the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation. How, how did this come about?
5: Well, uh, I am honored. I am very honored. And I'm put in this position by a number of great friends and a number of people that I had been around most of my life. And I was as I I left Shady Oaks back in the late 90s, 96, 97, and I was a a head golf professional and a general manager at three other clubs here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and uh, everything I did, every decision I made, I had to ask myself, what would Mr. Hogan do? And I continued to do those things, and I was successful at, at three other clubs. And uh about three years ago we we had the invitational at shady oaks and mike wright the, the director of golf and robert stennett our ceo had invited me to come back to play in the invitational and uh i did and i was just amazed at what they had put together to honor mr hogan and all the scholarship programs and the kids to see the impact that this play that the hogan foundation was making on kids was amazing and i had just kind of reached out to mike and robert to say thank you and i would be glad to help in any way i could and and, and he said you know uh, Robert might be retiring here pretty soon and we're looking for a new executive director. And we thought you would, you would fit the bill. And so we spent about six months and met with the board of directors and, you know, I was, I I knew a lot of the people. And the big thing is, is they wanted someone that knew Mr. Hogan. And, and, and I may be the last one. I I, I may be the last executive director that actually knew Mr. Hogan. And, and when you, when you've drank the Kool-Aid and you understand who Mr. Hogan is, you know, the passion and the excitement for every single thing you do, uh, and it's all about giving, and it's all about giving back, and it's what would Mr. Hogan want us to do, and that's what we ask ourselves every single day, and we, that's how we make our decisions.
1: Great stuff. One more thing before we let you go. How does one sign up for the upcoming Ben Hogan Championship of Michigan presented by Rocket Mortgage?
5: The, uh, uh, just email your information to info at benhoganfoundation.org. You can email your name, your phone number. I will personally pick up the phone and call you. Uh, We don't have you fill out forms. We don't have you sign anything. We Just give us a call or send us an email at info at benhoganfoundation.org, and we will personally take care of you.
1: Great stuff. Chip Graham, the executive director of the Ben Hogan Foundation. Uh, Continued success to you. Great stories. Really appreciate you taking the time, sir.
5: You bet. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. All right, Chip Graham
1: kindly joining us. Spin on Golf. We're going to talk some LPGA. When we come back, don't you go anywhere. Gang's all here. Spin on Golf right here on 760 WJR.
0: Welcome back to the Spin on Golf Show presented by Rocket Mortgage and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Now back to your hosts, PGA professionals Jordan Young, Mike Fay, Brian Cairns, and WJR's own Sean Belegian.
1: Well, so many good things going on with Rocket Mortgage uh, Classic. I mean, we know that. And uh, the Ben Hogan Foundation, a part of it. If you listen to the show, you know that. But uh, it's amazing, again, how many cool things are going on in the golf world and, and the giving back. And certainly we appreciate Chip for joining us here on 760 WJR. Some pretty cool things going on on the LPGA tour as well. And, uh, you know, Mike, you were telling me about it and I purposely have not watched this yet. Uh, some pretty cool stuff going on with a very talented 19 year old. Huh? Yes. Uh, you guys, it was a shootout
3: in Hawaii here I Had the chance to watch it Lottie championship and Lydia co is their first victory in three years. That's crazy, uh, which is pretty awesome she shot 67 63 65 65 28 under she won by seven shots and i'll tell you what if you weren't making a whole bunch of birdies you weren't up the leaderboard no way. this golf course giving away sixty-three was this week right Going Mike?
2: nuts oh yeah 10 under was 48
3: yeah exactly you Come need on. to start rolling your onion out there because <laughs> the uh, <onion>. yeah absolutely <laughs> because i watched mv park yesterday she uh, just ripped up the floor. I mean, 63 yesterday, and comes tied second. All of a sudden, yeah. I mean, welcome fantastic. back, fantastic. She hasn't Crazy. played just 63. Uh, oh, awesome, that's pretty good. Those numbers are just unbelievable. Uh, we had to feel for Nellie Quarter though. Because she lost her putter somewhere along the road <laughs> oh, in you lose the final <laughs> and then got it back around number thirteen, and then kept making oh, more. Versions.
2: Oh, she didn't lose yeah, like, it. Yeah, she didn't gone. leave it on the fourteenth tee. No, she no. actually just did abandon her during exactly. the round. Exactly. Okay, all you have to gone. clarify that. Yeah, because some people, pretty, yeah, some the, people lose things all yes, the time. Exactly. BC.
4: Yes.
3: Ooh.
2: keys, putters, <laughs> yeah. clubs.
3: And then the, and then she turned the jackets. birding machine back on on the back nine, but it was too late. Wallets. Wallets. So uh pretty awesome stuff for Liddy Co. Very excited about that. And uh on StreamYard, you Just guys can Just looking at the transformation, that. like the like Chris
4: here, our good buddy here, was talking about their the physique transformation of the females. Hi, I'm out of the camera again. Um <laughs> Uh, the physique transformation, maybe they were a little bit behind the men in developing their, their bodies into this athletic build, mm-hmm. but they are certainly there now, and it, it's pretty good to see, and everyone's like, well, they hit a 220 down the middle. Mm-hmm. Crap. No, they're, moving it. they're moving
2: it. Not anymore. They're moving it more. Oh, yeah. More of that. them are moving it more.
4: Oh, man, a lot more of them, and a lot more are in the game now. Not just 10 10 ladies like it
2: used to be. Let's get that video up. What's the one girl?
3: Okay, so let's take a look at this. This is pretty cool. Um, Yuka uh, Seiza, she is from the Philippines. And, uh, I mean, one of the best players in the Philippines, obviously. So, uh, she loves Roy McIlroy. And she. You could say so? Swing. Yep, you could say yeah, so. She finished T6. She, yep, she played fantastic. She starts out 64 64. And then it was what? 70, 71, 71 70. Something well, like I mean, that. But look at, this but look look at how wow. good this golf swing is. Look how much backup she had there. She I had a little backup, more back, more backup. Serious forces going on. Yes. There, right? <laughs> and she is pounding it off the tee, which was fun. She was hitting it a little bit past Lydia Ko. I mean, she she could be my new favorite now.
4: Look at those colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you yep. kidding
2: me? Oh, yellow man! Yellow. But she this plays on
3: pretty wow. close of a copy to her favorite player, who she sat. There, uh, they were talking about on the broadcast, uh, watching his swing
2: over and over Rory, and over again. Rory McIlroy, like wait a minute, I
4: watch his swing over and over again.
2: And team, like you can't that? Yeah. do that. It like that. Our no. swings have no resemblance no, to that at so. all. I thought it
3: was really cool. I wanted to show everybody. <laughs> Thanks for telling
2: me
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good stuff. So, 19 years old, uh, doesn't 19. have any status on the tour. So, oh. I'm thinking that she'll be uh, getting she'll be okay. more exemptions she'll because
4: be
2: okay. yep.
3: she's 64 her 64. Yes. I, I'm
4: telling you, a 19 year old could move like that and not hurt themselves. But, you know, R- Rory moved a lot faster. His hip rotation was almost, what, 80 when he went to Congressional. And now yeah. it's like 38. Okay, so mm-hmm. time slows us down, but sure, self preservation. But, man, look at her move. Yep. Holy.
2: Lexi cow. Thompson. Seventeenth minus sixteen twenty four thousand yeah. dollars. When okay is when dog. is I know this is going to be get into a topic that I probably shouldn't get into, but we should probably talk about it in the future. Yeah. When are the girls going to make more money?
4: It is really you know what and and we three hundred
2: thousand for first
4: we saw it here. It's on par with the champions tour. That's what they're making. I understand. Okay. So they're I mean they're working their freaking tail off. To make their product go and to get sponsors. I mean, what they did at the big house with the pro am. I,
2: Pro-Am, they I know this, it's tough. Do that. I
4: mean, the PGA Tour. And Michael guys don't Wan do this. Michael
2: Wan was dynamic. He did an unbelievable job for, make for several go. years. I'm just. I'm wondering what's going to happen here because, yeah, I mean, they are the best in the world.
4: Why isn't the PGA Tour take them more?
2: Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to go down this full force with a few minutes left in the show. Right. But it is a topic that will come up the rest of the year. It comes up every year.
4: I, I, I'm i in agreeance to this, big time. I mean, I'm not in agreeance to some other sports getting money, but this is sickening to me. It really
1: is. I don't think it, you know what, BC, I don't think it's comparable to other sports. I, I just no. don't, I think there's a massive difference, and, and, yeah. and I mean no disrespect when I say that, but when I hear some of the other sports say it, I don't think it resonates like this. I really don't.
4: Right. I mean, I mean this is, there's some really good players and athletes out there on on the LPGA tour and what they're doing for their brand week in and week out, all the players are all in two pro ams. I mean this, and I mean, they are working their fannies off 10 times harder than the PGA tour player does just put that straight or, you know, the champions tour guys have to play in two pro ams also every week. So I'd be on par with them. I mean, obviously we know the PGA tour is top down here.
2: I got a question for you guys just heading into the spring season here for our, our listeners. Uh, quick tip what do you want to do to get better in the spring what can impact your game immediately PC
4: learn how to find the bottom of your arc and your wedges chipping pitching
2: low point low point low point pitch shots yep and and 50 60 70 yards yes okay and that has to do with pressure, it has pressure to do with forward pressure rotation
4: forward pressure rotation Understanding what your club-based angle should be doing or should not be
2: doing. Yes. <laughs> Another rabbit hole. Yep. All right. Mike? <laughs>
3: uh, pre-swing fundamentals are really important this time, especially if we haven't picked up a golf club in a while. Learning where you aim at and stuff like that.
2: Oh, did that on all ground. day today.
3: Oh, right? Uh, checking some grips, making sure we're holding on to the golf club better. <laughs> there was a uh, day of alignment, wasn't
2: uh, it? Stuff like oh, that. My. Some
3: aiming what, you, well, my dad used to say, uh, your <clears throat> towards is off. Yeah.
2: What is your tattoo what do for a you, living?
3: What do, you, what do you? What are you aiming towards? Your towards is off. So towards. aim at the towards. towards. <laughs> so that like yeah, exactly.
2: is that like saying Yeah, Exactly.
3: I
4: think so. Yeah. Towards. I'm
2: gonna say, don't worry too much about your swing. Worry a lot more about your short game yep. and your putting.
5: 100. Do
2: that, and you'll definitely crush your scores uh, out of the gate in the first two three weeks. Balance, tempo, tension, easy yep that's it yes. got all right right that John? guys
1: we i i you kidding me i'm writing all these notes down right now i will add for me go have fun you idiot quit throwing yeah. clubs that's just my that's my that's, that's my advice for the day so cool. go have fun idiot quit throwing clubs i that's can't believe amazing. i'm blown away i clean shaving
4: you i mean i didn't even recognize you i
2: mean,
1: <laughs> I, mean I obviously i'm kind of
4: blind But you aren't as good looking as I'm probably seeing, but no, no,
1: heavens Uh, no. It's okay.
2: They made made those groupings of 12 tiles for BC. So if anybody knows those tiles and you see them in packages of six or 12, that's because of this guy right here. Once a
1: year, I get 12. You
2: don't buy them by one anymore. You buy them in sixes and twelves.
1: All right, we have a minute left. You know I always like to ask you guys what's going on this week for you. So uh, go around the table. What's going on this week, fellas?
2: I'm playing my first golf tournament in my second round of the year tomorrow. Good, where at, we're at- Bart- Barton Hills Country Club, 27 holes, pro pro. BC yeah. will be there as well. We're not playing together. No, okay. I'm a senior now, so I'm I'm going a different route.
3: But he's still playing the same tees, yeah, <laughs> until he gets 60. Mike, looking like the upcoming weather here is not going to be good for being outside, so we're going to be inside coaching lots of golf at Walnut Creek.
1: Outstanding. Make make sure to check out all these guys. You can you can find them online. You can find websites. Certainly, you can always find them here each and every Sunday night as well on 760 WJR. That's going to do it for another edition of Spin on Golf. What? Lots of thanks, our buddy Ray Templin, Mike Parsons, uh, Nick Roddy, Eric Dortch, uh, Mr. Golf himself back at the 760 uh, WJR studios. Uh, certainly want to thank Chip Graham, Jeff Marcero, uh, as always, who does so many things behind the scenes. For everybody involved, my name is Sean Belegian, thanking you most of all for joining us right here. Spin on Golf, 760 WJR.